Guys, so what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the one of our Arsenio's ESL podcast. And today is another couple IPP special. Some more idioms. You know, I haven't had the opportunity to write out more reading passages. So I do apologize. And I know that you guys absolutely love the reading passages just as much as you love the idiom podcast and stuff like that. They will be coming back. Uh, it's just because I'm focusing more on uh, IBT a lot because had about 20 additional people uh, inquire about details, all of them pretty much like dental professionals and stuff like that. So really excited about kicking things off with them and getting things started. And, um, and that's why I haven't had much time to write out some of these passages. But again, lo and behold, Got a lot of traveling time and a lot of things coming up real soon. So you guys stay tuned for that. So let's dive into the next part. 1.8 lesson for idioms. So what we're going to talk about are odds and ends this is the first idiom. That's about it being just small and miscellaneous items. Now, have I ever heard something like this on TOEFL? No. So don't worry about it too much. Just keep that in mind. All right. Number two, an old hand. That means an experienced person. Uh, this is actually the first time I probably even heard something like this because I'm like, oh, my God, an old hand means that? What? It sure does. Very shockingly enough, it does. So keep that in mind. But know that it probably will not pop up on the test. On edge, that means nervous. Now, if you guys ever watched Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, Shutter Island, I believe that was the name. And when he finally got into, uh, got onto the island and he was looking around and all the guards, you know, they were basically, they basically had their hands on their guns while looking at both him and his partner at the time, Teddy. And then he asked one of the lieutenants that actually picked him up at the dock and said, oh man, it seems like a lot of your officers are on edge, meaning they're very nervous. And the lieutenant went on to say, hey, just to let you know, we all are. It's crazy because at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, he ended up being the patient. He ended up being the Andrew Latest. And the reason why everyone was on edge is because he was actually one of the most dangerous patients on the island. Who would have ever imagined? Phenomenal movie. Absolutely love it. You guys, I do recommend it. Beautiful. Leonardo DiCaprio is a phenomenal actor. You know what I mean? So uh, you guys would love that movie. I think that came out back in 2009, about 13 years ago. So nonetheless, let's keep it going. On end, that means consecutively. On hand, that means easily uh, easily available. We have that on hand, meaning it's available, right? If you need something, it's on hand. So keep that in mind because that's actually very good if you do go to native English-speaking countries. Uh, well, let's just say primarily America because I don't know if uh, the British will understand what the hell you're talking about because both of our, all our idioms are totally different. So if you go to America and you say on hand, there it is, uh, they'll probably understand, oh, yeah, we actually have that on hand right now. That means, okay, well, here it is. They give it right to you. That means it's available. Here it is. So keep that in mind. On needles and pins, that is nervous too. All right. Meaning anxious. So you guys, oh my God. Yeah, one of my students right now, Andrea, she's getting ready. If you guys follow me on my Arsenio's ESL podcast, you probably have heard some of her uh, her uh, her speaking and whatnot. And she is absolutely on needles and pins because, and the reason why she's on needles and pins, not because she's taken the TOEFL test for the fifth or sixth time. It's because she understands her magnificence. She understands. 
has the two capabilities. And this is probably why so many people are anxious because she knows once she gets this score going to another ETS testing center, it's going to change her life forever. She's going to become a pharmacist. And then her salary goes from pharmacy tech to pharmacist. If you guys have been following me since last July, June, July, I had a girl uh, from the Philippines by the name of Jackie who lived in Hawaii for five years, lives in my native Las Vegas, not too far from where my home originally used to be. And <clears throat> she was also a pharmacy tech. And next thing you know, she ended up getting, and I ended up getting that message saying, oh my God, I got that 28. And to be honest with you, she kicked off one of the most successful months online. I think the, the second or third most successful month of the year because that spoke volumes, you know what I mean? And so spoke volume, volumes, meaning that packed a powerful punch because I had the name, I shared it, and then people were like, oh my God. And then they started reaching out to me and there it was. I ended up becoming a huge, a huge person in that specific TOEFL uh, IBT group that's on Facebook. And so again, you know, the, the, you know being on needles and pins, when someone goes into a test, you understand that you're not scared of the test itself. You're scared of your true capabilities. You're scared that you can execute, you can do everything, but you're on needles and pins saying, am I even capable enough to do it? So that's what I believe it is. So on one's own independent, oh, this is, this has been the story of my life. And I'm very open. I'm very transparent. I'm very vulnerable with sharing my story because it's so beautiful to me. It's my story. And I remember uh, at the end of October, as a matter of fact, I ended up realizing that the school wasn't going to pay me till the end of November. And I basically had about 10 USD to my name back in 2013, nine years ago. This is when I was working for a job just for 600 USD out here in Thailand, severely underpaid. I uh, was paid $66 less for being what color, you know, how that's how Thailand was. And I think, I believe it's still how it kind of is today. Luckily, I have developed my own economy and I don't have to worry about that anymore. But nonetheless, they ended up coming into, uh, you know, uh, I realized, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm not going to get paid until the end of November. And, you know, I'm going to give you another idiom at the end of that, but it was so difficult because to be honest with you, I've been on my own. I've been on my own for such a long time that even knowing that I had that little bit and my back against the wall and no one willing to help. It was funny. Uh, at the time, you know, I had a friend by the name of Elisa, but Elisa was never there for me during the most crucial moments of my life. And I was always there for her. The moment she got a boyfriend, she disappeared. And so during these times, I had no one, zero, nobody to help me. And it's funny because when things got better, and when things always get better, guess who ends up coming around? And I remember things got really tough again in 2017, 18, and 19. Uh, and I was always there for Alisa, although I've always been on my own family. Forget about it. And But yet she was never there for me during the COVID. She never checked up on me. She never did anything. I tried so hard sending her a number of voice messages over months, and she responds six to eight months later. And I'm just like, you being online every day and considering that we've known each other since 2006, that's just not good enough. So I said at the end of the last year, I said, you know what? Maybe I am independent in this relationship. I gotta let you go. It was the greatest decision I ever made. 
you know, some big things and big changes are going to be coming up. I will be getting uh, hitched. If you know what that means is there's going to be something going on one of my fingers. And I thought about it and I'm like, okay, who do I want to come? Someone who's been, uh, who I've known since 2004, two of them. One's flying airplanes in Kenya. Another one works out there in Florida. I got my best friend who I've known for 26 years. I got another friend. Oh, well, my childhood friend I've known for 26 years. I got another friend who I've known for 20, uh, 23 years. There we go. And a few other people who I'm going to invite. Did I ever think that at that time, that supposedly best friend who has never been there for me, would I ever? Mm-mm. I've cut her off. I had to let her go. All the best to you in your future endeavors. You know what? And I have no problem with that. It's just, I don't want to crowd myself around people who really aren't even given, not even 50%. She was given maybe one, 2%. And a lot of you are in friendships like that. It's better off just being dependent or just being able to not, you don't have to tell them, hey, I'm going to let you go. Best of luck in all your future endeavors. Just be able to free up your life so that other greater individuals who are actually more caring and more and and just more amazing in general, just allow them to come into your life. I had to let a lot of people go throughout my life and they were all great decisions. Sometimes I had to go back and patch up some things and had to get back in touch with a couple of people two years ago or even something that had happened, uh, uh, not last year, but I got in touch with someone like four years prior so I could hurry up and just let those things off my chest so I could just have that closure and it was ultimate closure. So nonetheless, I'm getting off the beaten path like I normally do, but let's keep it going on second thoughts. Oh, I was going to tell you, ah, there we go. I was going to tell you. So going back to that money situation and being on my own and having that $10, I knew that I was going to get paid November 30th. And then when I finally did, and I got that big lump sum of money from October and November, I said, oh my God. And the lady there, she rained on my parade at a time and rain on my parade, that's the idiom. And at a time that I was so happy about getting that money, she rained on my parade. She said, you know, it's not good because you're working without a work permit. I said, oh, bitch, Jesus Christ. I just, I went from having $10 to this amount. Can you at least be happy for me? Some people that, that you cannot, uh, you can't force other people to be happy about your accomplishments, right? So within the next six days, I went to the Malaysian uh, town of Penang, absolutely beautiful, stayed in a hotel, got my visa, came back, hurry up and got the whole process, the work permit and everything. And uh, the rest is history, you know, that ended up being a very tough job for me to teach at probably from June up to about September, came to Thailand. And then October 2014 kicked off one of the most difficult months of my life, the most difficult month of my life. And boy, was it character building. And I'll leave it there. So with that being said, people, let's go into the next one. On second thought, that means after reconsidering. So you probably hear this. And I'm going to hurry up and give you a real quick, uh, a real quick story. There was an on second thought at this horrible, it's like a hostile hotel, pretty bullshit stayed there because it was cheap it was like 10 about nine ten years ago because i had to go to this place to get a teaching license right and so i stayed here and i remember that i stayed and i think something had spilled and i used a towel to wipe it up and it was like an orange drink so there was a little bit of a stain on the towel and i'm like okay and i remember the girl the checkout girl was like oh sorry uh you know there's a stain on the towel and then she realized oh uh it's so it's okay 
And then I continued speaking to her for literally 15 seconds. And the next thing you know, she said, oh, on second thought, we're sorry. Uh, we're going to have to charge you for the towel. And it was like $10. And you know what? I was so angry. I paid it. I don't even know why I paid it, but I paid it and I stormed off. And again, that was the weak side of me. That was the side where I allow people to walk all over me. If you follow my Business English podcast, uh, we're going to be coming up on that probably in the next few months because we have a tendency of allowing people to do things to us that are not by law. They are not by the book and you should be able to stand your ground. Like I stormed off without the towel. Like if I'm going to, I'm sorry, you want me to pay 250? Okay, first and foremost, let me see your manager. That's number one. Number two, you're going to give me that towel. If I'm going to pay for it, you're going to give it to me. Like, duh. But again, me being so young at the time, I was probably just 25, yeah, about 25 years old. And I just allow people to just do that to me. And hey, I guess, you know, on second thought, you just got to be really, you know, really careful. And at the same time, I don't stay at those, I hate to say this term, but those shitty hotels anymore that are just like 20 to $30. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be going to Phuket, uh, the resort island in the South. Don't worry, I know a lot. Uh, even my Thai folks, they're diametrically opposed, meaning they're adamantly very opposed to going to this island because they call it Mafia Island. It's owned by some of the higher ups in this country and the amount of corruption that runs just about everywhere is unbelievable. However, I'll be going there with person who I'll be potentially beginning to hitch with and we're going to stay at a hotel where you know we had a, a huge discount of like literally 50 60 percent as a matter of fact and um it's one of the best hotels it's beyond five star and everything and I'm so excited about going there and at the same time you know um it, it, it being able to travel to places and pay money for hotels that are actually worth it rather than staying at really horrible, shady, dodgy hotels. Oh man. And I know, I understand there are many backpackers out there. Respect to you guys. If that's the type of lifestyle that you guys love doing, go on and do your thing. It's just, I feel like out of all the backpacking stories I've heard, people end up in doing drugs. They get caught with drugs. They get death sentences out here in Thailand. Uh, they end up getting their passports stolen, money stolen because Hey, if you're well, not you being desperate, but if you stay in a place where there are other desperate people, they will take desperate measures and those desperate measures you fall into the crosshairs with. So again, much respect. I remember I was dating a girl back in 2017. I said something in regards to backpackers and stuff, and she just could not accept it. She broke up with me. It was the craziest thing. Um, it's so funny. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, I wasn't showing disrespect. It's just, if you believe that backpack is your thing, go do it. Hell yeah, go out and go out and do what you want. Me, I like staying in a place where I absolutely love the bed, the amenities, the this, 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 this. I guess me conveying that message to that individual at the time totally just fell on deaf ears, meaning she totally did not understand whatsoever. Okay, that's another idiom for you. So I'm going too much. Let's keep it going. On the tip of one's tongue, almost able to remember. Oh my God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh my God, oh my God. Oh, you guys probably heard that a couple of times on the podcast. And I said, God damn it. What was that that I was just thinking about? It was on the tip of my tongue, but I failed to remember. So it happens on the whole in general, out of not having something, out of something, out of one's mind, meaning to be insane, out of order, broken, out of the question, meaning definitely not. 
you probably hear this in corporate movies and stuff like that. Oh, that's absolutely out of the question. <laughs> Meaning that is impossible. And my thing is, hey, impossible. It's I'm, as in I am, possible. So anyways, that's the motivation for you. Over and over, again and again. Intermittent. If uh, I hate intermittent, how do you say that word? Anyways, that's one of the vocabulary terms that might show up on TOEFL ITP uh, grammar. So be careful with that. But anyways, uh, in the last one, over one's head, that again, go or falling on deaf's ear over one's head, just going right over their head. That's just how it is with some people. So with that being said, people, that's another lesson for you. Another idioms down. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your crazy host as always. Over and out.